Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 524 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. You're the big diesel. I almost did it. But. Did what? Said that I was a big diesel, and I was like, nah. Yeah, oh, I haven't got enough ego very, for that. You know, me, I'm a very humble man. I'd be very, very conceited to call yourself well, no, the big diesel. It would. But I yeah, did give others, myself. Others may I did call give you myself. Diesel, but one does not call themselves. I did the give myself diesel. the nickname, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you literally just fucking to say I'm the big diesel. <laughs> All right, and and we foolishly ran with it, but it's a thing now. It is. We forget the origins. We forget. I forget who suggested it now, but uh, it's sticking. The, the the big diesel's just uh, it's its own thing. There'll be legends of how it came about. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell it around campfires and on tour buses in prison. <laughs> once you put it on the rails that's it there's no stopping it the momentum of the big diesel is just fucking it's unstoppable it does not have brakes <laughs> cannot stop <laughs> both, lit- fucking- both literally and metaphorically <laughs> <laughs> cannot stop you fucking, you're about to get a knock on your door and fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson will be there wanting to investigate you <laughs> I've heard you can't be stopped <laughs> have to make some have to make some new theories about you know <laughs> revolutionized science. I the mean, only thing that can stop me is busted calf, sore rib, or cardiac arrest. All of which don't forget your shoulder. Your shoulder pops in oh, there yeah, too. Dud, dud we're, we're pleased pleased to announce the new <laughs> the new theory of general desertivity. <laughs> <sighs> e equals big D squared. Big Diesel chat, following up with some Toowoomba CK touch football chat. Give yeah, the people ask, what they fucking want. I was going to ask that out if he's fucking if he's fully over the the the, the pangolins kiss yet, but uh, I assume that's a yes, mate. Um, yeah, thank God for fucking vaccines. We're golden. Got got through it easy. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, you know, it's like you know the the COVID these days are. Uh, yeah, they're, they're soft compared to the fucking olden days COVID that the other the, the, our, the forefathers had to go through back in twenty twenty March yeah. of twenty twenty. <laughs> and I went through it when you didn't get the fucking pity for it. Yeah, but you remember yeah, like, no the, gives a fuck now. the the golden era of COVID and fucking how good was it? Like if if you could be somebody's first like known COVID case back when it was all over oh. the news. But no yeah. one acts as like, oh fuck! People would be ringing you up, going, "Jump, jump, jump!" To buy groceries for you, I haven't delivered to your house. Do you, like some kind you know? of diseased rock star? Yeah, fucking, yeah, that's it. Now, now the the group chat doesn't even fucking throw a fucking heart emoji on it. No, <laughs> that's how fucking that, that's how, how how much shit's changed. That's it. <laughs> you barely give a thumbs up emoji on your shit. I'll tell you what, but, though, uh, we, Em and I have both said it. If the kids 
had that level of sickness that they had. This mm. is how fucking mild theirs was. Um, if they'd have come into us and gone, oh, I'm too sick to go to school, we would have gone, mm, yeah, pull the other I one. think fucking not. Off you yeah, go. Nice try. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. So, um, stay away from kids, fucking old cunts and asthmatics. Wow. They're out there. They're fucking live. They're hot. Uh, and you never know. You never know which one's got the fucking got the bug. Fucking vita fortune out there. If only COVID killed pedos. I was going to say maybe that's a way to fucking reduce the priest population of the Catholic Church. <clears throat> That'd be fucking great. How do we get here? Started with a big diesel, and here we are killing priests. Just altar, 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 altar kids coughing on coughing on the the, the priest fucking. Paint. Can I get? Can they get it through? Stop it! Please stop! Please stop! Can it be true? Please stop, Nathan. I did we know hear, what you're going to say. I Everyone knows a, what you're going to say. Ori- originally, they did think of naming COVID reverse AIDS, so I think that was because that was a viable transmission technique. Well, there you go. There you go. Fuck. You back into your touch season yet, Glenny? Uh no. This weekend we're back. Had training tonight. Yeah, how'd that go. You look all right. Yeah, no, I feel feel pretty good. Feel pretty good. Still, you fucking tapered. You tapered through this vacation nope. period. Nope, not at all. But uh, that's all right. I'll get out there. I'll feel good. Ribs are good. Calves good until Saturday. Probably fuck it all up again. May fuck my shoulder diving for a corner, but I feel like the big diesel has a standard the style pole that has never actually been set. It's set by me, but people now have expectations of the big diesel. Yep. And runaway tries diving in the corner is part of that expectation. That I, will not I would have thought that running just just runaway tries where you just place the ball down because you've gapped the opposition so much that like you can just casually run you know turn around place it down with two hands while you're, while you're staring honest, at the guy who's chasing you. The tries right? that I have scored have been exactly that, not through, Lenny, not through running away, just being. Can I just say now, yes. I, the whole time you're talking, I'm going to have the as yet unreleased song, "Runaway Tries." to the tune of Soul Asylum's Runaway Train. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And there's even a they reference said, to a fucking one-way track. <laughs> it is they quite offensive, that, all this big They often said that talk. that was the song that fucking Counting Crows wish they wrote. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, well, Here we yeah. go. We're back on that. So good. It is, quite offensive. <laughs> it is quite offensive to people that actually take their touch football very seriously, of which there was quite a number of those in Toowoomba. Um, and touch football fields are a little void in many lives of many Toowoombans. And it's probably quite offensive for the big diesel thing to be taken off. And let's hope it doesn't get into the mainstream because I will have to Can I tell you, that. can you imagine how pissed off they'd be if there's a bunch of people wearing big diesel shirts and like cheering for you and only you in a game? Yes. Yeah. And you know what shits me is that I would expect my uh, best mate, who's also part of that same team, mm. of which people will not be cheering for anyone but me. And to say he is, quote, unquote, on board the big diesel would be a fair understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking absolutely loving it. Loving can it. I just, can I just backtrack just a, a, a minute to where you were saying that... that yeah, there's a lot of people in Toowoomba that are just like, you know, they're, they're, they're embedded in touch and, you know, it fills a massive part of their lives. Yeah. Why do you think touch took off so significantly in Toowoomba? Well, it's, it's, like, it's like, massive it, 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 is, it, is, it, is it Is it because they're softer than regular people? 
and they can't tackle or they don't want the contact? Is it because of that, Glenny? Is that what you said to me? Touch football. I that's feel like not, that's what that's, you said to me. That's not what I said, Nathan. I wish, really wish you would stop saying such hurtful and inflammatory things. No. The, touch football is a massive sport played by all ages and enjoyed by, by thousands upon thousands of people and... And as it should I, be, I had, it's a great I, I had honestly, I had honestly pinnacle, never heard it, of it. It's a until you told me you were playing. Until you told me you were playing it, I'd never heard of the sport. I, I had a look you know, that's at a this. Lie. Frankly, that um, is a I, fucking lie. I, I had a look at this, and actually, the origins of touch football um, began <laughs> in Toowoomba Catholic Church. <laughs> no, it began in Toowoomba, and in eighteen seventy-six, oh, there were uh, a, a couple of. For, for their time, progressive Toowoombans, um, who who actually allowed the local... I don't Indians even know... I don't even know what... Actually, now I know where you're going with it. Yep, gotcha. Um, and when the fucking fat, bald, white Toowoombans Hang were on. so thoroughly outclassed in a game of rugby league uh, by the Indigenous side, who had never actually played the sport or seen it before... Um, they changed the rules and removed tackling from the game. Um, and it was actually first called near enough, where the, the, you didn't even actually have to touch them. The whitey just had to call out near enough as as they uh, were had the Indigenous player run past them in a way of knots. Uh, and then from there, uh, they realised that looked silly. So they pulled, they pulled it back so that the, uh, the whitey had to actually flail their arm in the direction of of the, the passing Indigenous player. Well, that and is that, part of the sport that I have nailed, if I'm honest. Yes. Flailing my arms as people run past me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, no one does that shit better. I'm leading the league in arm flails. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, yes. Anyway, that's enough uh, touch football chat. People will be fucking sending messages that we'll read and won't give a fuck about. Nice. People people send messages when we don't fucking do it. Yeah. That's when the messages They're the happen. good people. It's the fucking yeah. it's the flogs that complain about the content of their free podcast that comes out oh. every week. Listen. <laughs> when I'm living but that we do in the middle of our actual fucking life you know so what, you cunts can sit on your ass and fucking listen. It's probably it's probably the rest of your team. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm beloved. I'm beloved. Honestly, there's there's that many podcasts out there. Both in this particular topic and our, and, and you know myriad other topics around the world, that if anyone in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three is listening to this podcast, it's not for it's it's because of the three of us and nothing else. Like, they want to hear they want to hear about the big diesel and touch footy, and it's, no, it's a fact. People don't know why, but they just do. Exactly, exactly. It's um time to get into the games from the weekend though. And uh, you're up again, Big D's, because uh, the first game, the Sharks 36, defeat the Tigers 12 at uh, Combank Stadium. Uh, the Sharks 36 came through, tries to Nico, uh, Jesse Ramian. Uh, Talakai with a double, Katoa with a hat trick. Nico, three conversions and a penalty goal. Tigers 12, tries to Tommy Talau and uh, Sean Bloor. Brandon Wakeham, two conversions from as many attempts. I think from the Sharks' perspective, it was a result that was probably expected and anything less, they probably would have marked it as a, a disappointment. But, it, you know, it was, it was an imposed training run at best for them. But for the Tigers... I think I, they walk away from this one as, an, as a disappointment because 
it was only an opposed training run, like, you know, for the last 25 minutes. Up until half time. This is a fucking game, son. Yeah, they, the Tigers showed a lot more ticker than clearly than the week prior, but um, then, then zero, they, yeah, <laughs> then zero. Look, it was a, it was a low bar, but they got there. Um, for the Tigers, I think I I feel like Brandon Wakeham is on a hiding to nothing. He's he's not the guy that is is going to steer the team to results. Yep. Um, he's a he's a serviceable five eight at best. I I don't know that that's even a great rap for the bloke, but I like his effort, and you can see that he's legitimately trying out there, but skill and ability-wise, he's, he's just off the pace, and I think too much is being expected of him. I think he might be a lock, maybe. He's certainly not a half, and and it shows. It, it, it makes it very hard for a team that is struggling in attack regardless, and obviously got two key playmakers out injured and, and to put a guy in there that, that it's just too big a job and it shows um, you know the, the Tigers are right in the game but they couldn't really build the pressure that you know you need to do against against better teams to, to give yourself a chance of winning and, and the result spoke for itself yeah Can they I... tried as hard as they could for as long as they could mm. until the gap finally revealed itself yeah, yeah um, exactly Glenn did you see the reports today that you guys are apparently chasing Brody Croft Well, he's a good, good Highfields kid, Brody Croft. He's, uh, <laughs> is is that actually truthful or? Oh, look, there, I saw the headline. I didn't. There, I didn't there read is it, there is truth in that. There is an article that says that. How much oh, truth is in the article? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I you can only you know. can only say what you've uh, what you've what you've read. I don't expect um, you to do the research, but um, look, I I don't hate it. He's probably going well over there in England, isn't he? Or it's probably they all do. Steel. Yeah, yeah. They all do. Yeah. Look, anyway. um, I, I don't. I don't hate it. So you you don't think that next year Wakeham and Dewey are your? Well, Dewey Dewey's unlikely to play for most of the next year. Oh, yeah. How long is he out for? Like next year. Like all <laughs> and of, this oh, year. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. How, what the fuck is wrong with his ACLs? I mean, the part not the thing that they, makes they him break all exist. the time. But. Yeah, fuck. Okay. So what are they doing? Someone's hey, fucking walking listen, from the Himalayas. Listen, with his, with ACLs, ACLs to Adam Dewey are like human emotion to Jay. Just, just doesn't have it. What? There's a, there's a, a, a genuine facsimile sometimes. <laughs> he approximates. He approximates ACLs is the best he can hope for. <laughs> the, 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 whole, the whole cadaver transplant thing makes <laughs> makes even more sense. Is that is that what he's having done? I have no idea. I mean, clearly, clearly they're growing from growing stem cells from babies that haven't been even been pregnant impregnated <laughs> women into women yet. Because it's taking that fucking long. How for a year in fucking ACL? How the fuck are you out that long for? Two I mean, years. Like, two years. Two years, really? Like all of this year? <coughs> but what round? What round did he injure injure that? Like probably what six weeks ago, maybe. Oh, minimum, yeah. More? That's a. Fu- I mean, like normally, someone does an ACL, they go, "Okay, well, that's it." He's going to be doing it for the third time. time. Like, it's it's a, it's a fucking mosaic at this point. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to fucking glue it back together. Oh, well, they get some fucking gorilla grip, and just cut a fucking incision, and just yeah. get the thing and tube and squirt it in. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because these 
they don't um they don't use ACLs. They use Achilles. Yeah, because they're supposed to be super, super fucking strong, yeah. and yeah, that's it. Oh, although, would you really want a player in the Tigers jersey, where fucking Karma or Fate or whatever could look at it and go, "That thing's got four Achilles heels." <laughs> <laughs> Socials, Benny said, uh, despite the win, that was a disappointing performance. Must feel like having sex with Glenny. Oh, wow. Yeah. He said it was a win, though. Yeah. To have sex with Glenny, by, you know, in, in his analogy. That's it. Right, Richard. I'll take it. It was so, a disappointing win, but it was a win. That's yeah. still a win, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right it's not yeah. all negative. You know, it's like saying. <laughs> Silver linings and all. Saying the person you're with has climaxed, Glenny, but they, they had to, you know. Choke themselves, or imagine George Clooney, or you know something. Like Not they look at me. The work. <laughs> Not look at me to get there. <laughs> Richard, a much improved performance by the Tigers. Insofar as fifty minutes, they actually looked like they were trying. The knock-on for the disallowed try saw the Tigers' heads drop, and they allowed the Sharks to score immediately. Eighteen all turned into twelve twenty-four. It was game over. Law was one of the Tigers' best, so it's indicative of the type of organisation they are that he's one of the players they've told is free to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And he had a lot of passion when he scored that try as well. Look, and again, it's easy to rip on the Tigers, but yeah. if you're like, he's literally now in a contract situation. Everyone knows yeah. he's been told he can fuck off. Yep. So it it wouldn't be it's not it be surprising that he goes out and has a, a good game. Um. He'll land on his feet at a club that's higher up the ladder. Yes, he will. Because it Next would game. be impossible for him not to unless he went to England. Ouch. <laughs> the Raiders, 36, defeat the Dragons, 26 at Wynn Stadium. The Raiders, 36, came through tries to Rapana, Tarpanay, Frawley, Sebastian Chris, and a double to Matt Timokor. Croker, six conversions from many attempts. The Dragons, 26, a double to Zach Lomax. A hat trick to Rabalawa and three conversions to Limax. Felt like this should have been, could have been a hundred nil to the Raiders if not for Frawley and Croker's defence. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's, and it took a while for them to actually decide to not defend. Yeah, I mean they look exactly. like they're home and hose. He's like Timokai was fucking destroying, absolutely them. just running through at will. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the, you know, the Dragons are like, oh, there's an opportunity here. These cunts can't tackle or fucking defend anything. Um, we'll just start running at them. And it worked. And then if, if it works once, try it again. And it worked again. And then it continued yep. to work. And all of a sudden, the, the Dragons are right in the game. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought Lomax, you know, it was it started to show some glimpses of his best form as the Dragons come back. And it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what Flanagan does with him. He's been, you know, for the last probably 12 months or so, he's been rumoured to, you know, to be leaving to go to other clubs. And he's he's a legit one of the only strike weapons that the Dragons have. I'll, I'll be did, did we ever get to the bottom of that? Go. Because Dragons fans don't often rate him. And he was told by the club that he is free to look at other options. Hmm. I wonder if that's been um, been since rescinded. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if it's been rescinded. Um, I was chatting to a Dragons fan on the weekend who was under the impression that he's on something like 800k a year. He's on more. He's he's, he's on a bit. Yeah. And uh. and they've essentially said to him, "Yeah, you can go and look at other fucking clubs." And it sort of it cha- It changed the 
the way that statement would sound to me. So if you're on 800K and they've said, yep, cool, you are free to go and talk to other clubs. However, we're not paying any of your freight. So go and see if anyone else will pay you 800K and then fucking yeah. come back to us. Because so. that's the thing, because if they want to get rid of him, I mean, they, they are going to have to fucking pay, they, that, pay that freight, you know, if the, unless you can get it, you know. And I don't think yeah. you'll get an equal offer. No, 100%. So, which, which, which to me turns that around from he wants out and he's been told he can... He's free to, yeah. to negotiate. So yeah. they've said, you're not worth oh, I also think that he would have wanted out if Hook had have been still there. Mm. Yeah. Because clearly Hook, you know, dropped him and, and, and yeah, shifted his side. And like, he, basically said he was fucking... just a scapegoat for a lot of weird shit. Yeah. He's also, at this stage of his Dragons career, he's also a better player than, you know, Ben Hornby, Matt Cooper, Mark Gaznia, um, Langlands. At their peak, at their peak, at their absolute prime. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I don't understand why the Dragons fans would turn on uh, on a player of such talent. <laughs> I can tell you why. Actually, I've just figured it out because they're all cunts <laughs> to a man. Where, where do we sit on the Raiders at the moment? Fake uh, team, same as last week. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're... Worst team in the worst team. Um, still in the eight. I feel like yeah. I feel like they have the pieces. I just don't know that mentally they can, they can really hang with the better teams. They you know we call them the faders for a reason, but they just they legitimately drop out of games for yeah. for large periods of time. You just can't do that against the better teams. Yeah, and I mean they did a good job. In the, I mean you know, to their credit, in this game they did they did hit back with that try to to kind of seal the deal. And stretch it back out because I mean the, the dragons got to within like six, and it was all their momentum. And then they sort of mm. got that extra that other try just to sort of push themselves out a little bit, and that was enough to kill off the dragons. I mean there yeah. was still time there, but it sort of killed off their, you know, their momentum, and they they couldn't score any more tries. But um, yeah. So they they have they're now sitting equal points with the sharks, the storm, and the raiders. Yeah. And, and if you gave me a group of those teams, there is one of them that would feel out of place at the moment in terms of form. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is the buyers are fucked around with everything too. Like, the Sharks have, have had a ton of fucking buyers, so they're kind of... Well, the Sharks have played 16, the Raiders have played 17. Yeah, okay. And so the Raiders have a buy this weekend. Yep. So then that'll... that'll, that'll, that'll so take buys equalize. into equation. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. Mel- yeah, but the thing, the thing with the Raiders is they're, they're for and against is probably like negative 50-something, isn't Hor- it? It's horrid. Yeah. Yeah. The four yeah. and against is terrible. They're the only side yeah. with a negative four and against in the top eight. Yep. So and in fact that yeah, their negative four against would probably put them under a lot of teams that aren't there too. That's it. So well if you know, they they have one Fucking hell. Okay, so there's only two teams outside the top eight that have a positive four and against. The Cowboys in ninth and the yep. Knight and the Knights in fourteenth. Yeah, that's un- and that's only thanks to the fact that they've played and they just the threw on sixty the other day. And they'll probably do it again this weekend. Oh, to be so, continued. Who knows? Plenty of you right. You're right to retort, yeah. sir. Anyway, this slander. Yeah, I'm with you on Canberra. Fake team. Matthew Elliot Whitehead has long been finished as an NRL player. He's now finished as an Englishman after that celebration. He should have pulled some sandpaper out of his shorts and rubbed it on the ball to celebrate you all being cheating Aussie cunts. Other than that, the Dragons are better I'm glad off you me- without Ben Hunt. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'd forgotten it. That was the fucking. That was probably the second greatest try celebration of all time. 
the one that like it was that was fucking legit. Just, there was the, the details and the the fact that they had Whitehead line up to be yeah. the batter in that scenario was just fucking spectacular. <laughs> like pro for me, I put it I put it after the fucking hand grenade. Hand grenade is still number one. Yeah, but I re- and I, and, I, and I'm I'm kind of partial to Piggy Riddell jumping the fence and sitting in the seat and clapping himself. Yeah, well. that, was that, was good. A, that, that was a pretty good one. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's fucking up there in Although, that kind of esteemed I, company. I think that does get points, though, just for a fat man showing off his fat, fat leathericism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, these fences are only like, you know, they're only a meter high. We just get over them easy enough. <laughs> I know, but, you know, it's a single bound. Yeah. That try like celebration that. was easily the best thing the Canberra Raiders have ever done as a club. Yeah, agree. Lovely. Agree. Cody, pretty happy with the bounce back and the way the boys played when we started losing blokes. Now we just need to try and do it for 80 minutes. A lot of blokes played their best in a long time, especially Lomax and Amoni. I have spot. I have a soft spot for Laurie as captain. And would Laurie's got a few soft spots to see too. Continue. Right, moving on to the uh, Warriors, 46, to feed the Eels, 10, at Combank Stadium, uh, Saturday afternoon. The Warriors tries to Dylan Walker in game 200, DWZ, a double to Mitch Barnett, a double to Marcelo Montoya, and a double to Luke Metcalf, uh, Johnson, seven of eight conversions. The Eels, 10, tries to Simonson and Lane, one conversion to Sean Russell. I think the Warriors took care of business against a... a Origin affected opposition who were also without Uncle Touchy. Um, it was an important win for the Warriors, and you know they really once they sort of got the upper hand against the Eels, they they really kept coming and didn't take their foot off the pedal and and put a, a, a hell of a score on them. Because um, it took them a while. It took a while to warm. Yeah. This game was very close game for a, quite a long period through that first half. Yeah, but then when they sort of got a couple back to back, and I think they took it out to a probably. 16-10 or something. Then they just fucking floored it and started putting a score on them. And to, to, the, to the point there at the end of the game, it was disappointing they didn't get the 50-burger. Yeah. It was. It was. Because was... he was there for them. I mean, they had day of time. They had a good sort of six minutes or something at the end there it where was... they could have got it. And, and Para were shot. Yeah. yeah. They were absolutely yeah. fucking gone. Um, yep. But um, it was great. Luke, Luke Metcalf's best game ever by far. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he spent time, you know, uh, at Sharkies and uh, Manly in the lower grades, and he just—he you know, he was just never—he was never that great at the you know, defence, and he just never was that guy. But fuck, man, you know, when you got Sean Johnson playing almost at career peak, um, or at least you know with his new style that's you know representing mm. his career peak is um like he's fucking—he he was amazing. Yeah, he's just his tr- footwork, and and, and yep. I don't know that. Para's defensive spacing was was all over the place at times as they you know they were sort of reeling with the Warriors yep. coming at them so hard and and he he just picked his moments and his footwork and acceleration to to get you know once he's beaten a guy his, his acceleration then to to capitalise on that um, was was really impressive and you know I would imagine he's going to play a lot more first grade. I'd, I'd be keen to see him um, in in situations that aren't so favourable. And he, he did. He had an absolutely outstanding game. But there were a couple of decisions he made where he was just a little bit lucky that it was one of those games where his entire team was up for it and passes stuck and mm. and that Parramatta yeah. were falling off tackles. Like I think it was the second try he scored. 
where they they just made a massive fucking break, and he realistically could have sent the ball right to to have you know any one or two players stroll over untouched, but he chose to dummy and go himself, and made it and got there, and it was a good try, but could have quite easily bombed it, which at that stage of the game wouldn't have made any difference to the actual result. Um, but in tighter situations, that sort of stuff can be the difference between a momentum shift and not. Um, in saying that, that Warrior side, typically in their history, that that's the game where that they would have been in danger. There would have been that period right at the beginning where things were close, the score was even, they would have felt like they should have been out by more, and they would have yep. let teams come over the top of them and then they're mentally gone. Uh, but for them to hang in there and then to run up the score like they did, uh, yeah, fuck me. Again, Sean Johnson's resurgence. How fucking good. Uh, yep. Jeff, he said, fuck you, Brad Fittler. My thoughts exactly, friend. Uh, Russell, feel good result of the round. Thomas, Fittler is a goddamn genius. If Nutho loses it for the Blues in origin, then he's fucked both the Blues and the Eels, which makes it a good time to not support either of them. Isaac, how good is DWZ? He did what no other athlete does, checked on and helped the photographer after bowling him over. That was fucking great. I did yeah. love. Do you see the? That was good. I, I just like the good. It was just good footage. But did you see they had the the fox cameras? Yeah. What had a section where they had the photographer there, and they were showing him going through his fucking camera, and he had no, like s- action shots of the whole fucking thing, and just kept just he kept snapping. He's even, just firing twenty frames a second. That's it. Was, yeah. The consummate <laughs> fucking professional. They were fucking great shots. Yeah. Um, uh, Matthew. Oh, wonderful effort from Isaac Lumi Lumi playing on with a terribly dislocated eye. Is that what I it's think? That's called? just that's just sarcasm, right? That's how his yeah. eye always is. Yeah, yeah, it is right. Dislocated. Yeah. Fuck. He can see around corners. <laughs> Liam. Uh, fuck the eels. So good to see them lose. Nick. We'll still make the top four. Also, dry July is bullshit. Fair enough. Dry July is bullshit. Joey. I expected nothing less. Warrior side unchanged should have beaten us. Para grabbed more than Brown in defence. Uh, and Richard. This game had something for everyone. For Para fans, they can point to the game being played in a great stadium. For everyone else, Para got smashed. There it is. Uh, yeah, lost to Para is a, a flogging to Para is as good as a manly win. So yeah, there you go. A great, has, uh, has great the, round of action. Has the window shut? Yeah, of course, it fucking has. Yeah, okay. Just check. Was it ever fucking open? No. But now it's shut. Oh, there was <laughs> there was a breeze. You know, someone said to go and check if someone left the window open. Mm-hmm. It was an old fucking window, and it's like stuck together, and they got it up a couple of inches, and then it fell back down. Smashed them on their fingers, broke their knuckles. Nice. And now it's shut. They're not even going to try again. That's it. Fantastic. And of course, the hand with the knuckles that pushed the window open is Parramatta fans. <laughs> and because they had their fan, they had hands in the window and couldn't pull it out in time before it smashed down and smashed their fingers, is to tell me that they actually deserved it as well. There you go. Oof. Wow. The Doggies, 36, defeated the Rabbitohs, 32. At uh, Acor Stadium, the Doggies 36 tries to uh, Reed Marnie, uh, Jacob Caraz, uh, Ethan Clyde, <laughs> and uh, Hattrick to Blake Wilson. 
Matt Burton, five conversions from six attempts and a penalty goal. The Rabbits, their 32 came through tries to Thomas Burgess, Talis Duncan, a double to Tyrone Munro, a double to Blake Taffy, uh, two conversions to Blake and uh, two to Dean Hawkins. It's quite an entertaining game. Tell you. Yeah. How good's Matt Burton? O- almost a representative level player. <laughs> I tell you, isn't it funny that Matt Burton, for I think in his in his time at the Dogs, he ran for far, you know, kicked for far less meters, ran for far more meters, had about twenty percent less possessions <laughs> in the game than he'd ever had for the Dogs. You put a fucking actual real seven there to handle the seven stuff, yeah, and he gets back to running. Yep. And doing what he's actually good at. Yep. And will you look at the fucking results? Holy fucking shit. Yep. Imp- impressive bounce back for sure for the Bulldogs. Uh, well, impressive debut for fucking Sexton. Sexton. It had everything Absolutely. to do with it and nothing else had anything to do with it. It was 100% his injections that side. Probably saved them from getting a spoon, in my opinion. Yep. This, ga- this game with yeah, the buys right. taken into account with for and against and the and they've got a couple of win a couple of games break on the Tigers now and yeah. and uh, so dragons. the dragons will get the spoon yeah I get you yeah. dragons versus Tigers two way battle for the spoon at this point yeah it's and just makes you wonder what went on at the Titans there because they the, fucked the up longest, that's what it is yeah, they fucked up for the longest time though so you know Fogarty's there toiling away at the Titans he fucks off to Canberra. Yep. Sexton is the next big thing. He's the guy, the half. He plays selected. like the last sort of 10 games or yeah. whatever in the season preceding. Yeah. He fucks off, goes straight in with a couple of weeks worth of training sessions and fucking kills it. Like, yeah. Look, look, you can't get one game that, that a kid has had. And, and again, you know, it's like fucking old mate Bloor. Oh, he, he's fucking had an absolute cracker. Well, of course he has. He's playing for a fucking contract. Do you know what this means, it, though? It's Sexton's it means first game after a fucking exodus. Tanner, Tanner Boyd to the Tigers. What it means is that maybe Holbrook should have got... Maybe maybe it means that Holbrook should have got fucking sacked because he chose Tanner Boyd over Sexton. Yeah. And uh, history has proven him to be incorrect. And now they now they don't even have him parked in fucking. But the, the reason the reason he call. got arsehole is because Des didn't want him. Des didn't have him in his plans. Yep. So so him yeah. too. They all fucked up. And, and the other thing is, and, and uh, the other thing too, we, we could mention in the news that, yeah, but the uh, the other thing that relates directly to this Sexton situation is that for the Bulldogs to be able to accommodate Sexton in their top thirty, so he could make the change, Josh Reynolds came to the team-friendly decision to retire yep, to open the spot for Sexton to come in for the benefit of the club, which I've got to say is I, I fucking hate the I hate the dogs, but fucking that's a that's a that's a pretty fucking Josh top-notch Reynolds. move. Josh Reynolds is a stand-up guy. And he is. He's a stand-up guy. He's fucking got some questionable tactics on the field at times, but. As a human being, I rate the guy. Well, I guess... Dumb as shit. He's... Can't read an ultrasound to save his fucking life either. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not a, uh, yeah, you're right. He's not a doctor. <laughs> so, he's some, not a, someone he's, showed he's him... He's not the best gynecologist. <laughs> someone showed him the ultrasound. 
and said, this is your new Bulldogs playing contract. So he didn't actually have one anyway. So he signed That it was all the... pretend. <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for autographing my ultrasound. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. It, uh, you, you would assume and hope that the dogs will do right by him and he will have some sort of oh, he ambassador's, in some capacity, yeah, right? ambassador's role or, or whatever. Um, but I, I agree with you, Glennie. That there have been times on the field where I've looked at him and been like, oh, the way you fucking carry yourself. Um, the way the carry, that you carry your leg on the outside of your body as yeah, players are running it. past, um, it's questionable. <clears throat> but but then you, you hear all the stories about everything he does for the fans and all of the mm. extra. And, and it is legitimately that unsung hero stuff. It is the exact opposite of the Billy Slater posing for photos with homeless people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fucking good on him. Um, South, unfortunately, just, again, if if I'm that South side, I need to do exactly what Penrith do when all of their origin players are out. And, and pl- not be shit. We'll play state, <laughs> statement games to say that we are we are more than the sum of our parts. Yeah. You know, yeah, our our stars are out. However, our number six isn't isn't responsible for the fucking defensive integrity against subpar sides. Yeah, yep. you know, regardless um, of who they had out, this is one that South should have won easily. Yeah, and in in the end, they 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 fucked around and fucked around, and they just the Bulldogs just kept going, and then and one last push, and they they got there. So. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's it, it's games like this that Souths are going to look back mm. at the end of the season when they when they've been jostling jostling for position in the eight and um haven't got what they wanted to yeah or, or they what they, end, they to. end up you know fifth or sixth and face a, yeah exactly when a, when top four was like a guaranteed sort of situation yeah yeah um, and and come come up against who they probably should have had in the grand final in the yep yeah week. yeah exactly. Uh, Terry Burton's in-game laser eye surgery was the difference with the points sexy changed the dog's attack defence is still awful but every dog's fan needed that result you certainly fucking did every dog's fan needs a fucking bullet yeah <laughs> not that result Russ I mean this just shows based on honesty isn't it <laughs> I mean <laughs> Russ, watch Avarillo do well in the 24 Dally M's under Benny. There you go. There's really fucking put your house on it. Fucking degenerates. Yeah, nah. Thomas, nah. guess it was just a one-week reprieve. I'd say something along the lines of, at least the kids put up a fight, but this was the Bulldogs, so they don't get that. They get shamed. Terry. Basically, the week where there's the anniversary of the dogs, of the, sorry, of the, the rabbits getting readmitted into the competition, and then they put on a performance that that, that tells us all, you know, why they should, that should never have happened. Nice, Terry Demetrio having a big ref's fault in deflecting that his side lost to the dogs. Matthew Dairy Queen Dogs, good to see some of the juniors and project players get a go. We might be stuck at the bottom of the table for a while, but the turnaround in attitude is promising. And I, th- I think that was the biggest thing that Sexton bought. There was some energy and fucking urgency in their attack that wasn't there previously. Yeah, but this, you, just, you can't get too excited about one week, though, exactly. as well. Exactly, and especially the first I mean, one. 
the dogs are always showing, a, you know, the, the signs of a turnaround and they spend a bunch of money and, you know, they've the 12th and now they're 15th. There we go. This year. That's us. That's, that's, just, that's called a fucking decline. So how about you wrap on, strap on the fucking orange and go full fucking Tigers, doggies. The Dolphins, 23. Defeat the Titans, 21. At Hope Solo Coliseum. The Dolphins, 23. Came through tries to Lemuelu, Asako, Wallace, and Bromwich. Asako, two conversions, um, a penalty goal, and a field goal. Titans, 21. Tries to four in Sammy, Brian Kelly. Uh, Tanner Boyd, three conversions. Tanner Boyd, one penalty goal. Tanner Boyd, a field goal. And... This is what well, this, this the end of this game with one of those comforting fucking blankets that you can put on and go. We've been through a pandemic, the world's fucked, Ukraine's getting attacked, fucking America's going to hell, the Earth's fucking overheating and we're gonna fucking die soon in boiling fucking death. Yet, despite all of the upheaval and change in the world at the moment, in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Anthony Milford is still deferring the taking of field goals to win games <laughs> to Jermaine Osako, whether it be at the Dolphins or whether it be back at the Broncos a couple of years ago. Some things don't change. And that's comforting. <laughs> Hilarious. I thought this was a great game of footy. Um, impressive from the Titans in particular, given the talent that they had out with Origin Judy. But um, I thought the Dolphins, this is one they really needed. Uh, they got the job done. The, you know, in, also, I was impressed with Bennett. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, I, I guess if the, the result went the other way and the penalty went to the Titans, but you know, all in all, every field goal to to tie a game or win a game, players are always fucking leaving early. Yeah, always. That's the first penalty I can remember. For, for being done for leaving early. Yeah, the difference the difference in this one was that the player, uh, it was fucking Aaron Clark, I think, wasn't mm-hmm. it? He was directly next to the referee. Yeah. And the referee yeah. called him off. Yeah. The second he took going. off early, he actually yeah. called him off. So, so Aaron Clark could have, could have been offside and could have played a mildly irritating role in the play and probably still got away with it. But the fact is he was called off and then went full charge and caused the the field goal attempt to miss. Mm. So that, that was the difference. He could have, he could have bailed out at that time. Ballsy decision from the ref though. And you know, good call, but it's the right call and it's a good call. Um, And I hope they continue to do that in the future because like you're right, it, Field goals, are the to- especially ones that are taken from that close to the try line mm. as well, where the defense, where the where the where the attack can't really you know back it up that much, you know, yeah. or, you know that that give themselves that much space. Like Asako was only like probably on the twenty meter line, if that. Yeah, mm. and um, you know, so the the sad thing here is that we were talking about referees and who's the best referee in the game a couple yep. of weeks ago, I think, and I think Atkins is still the best ref in the game by a mile. But it's situations like this that work against him because yeah. he he called out a player, the player didn't fucking stop and gave him zero choice. Yeah. Zero fucking choice. And that won't continue elsewhere, you know? And Glenny, I hate to burst your fucking bubble, but refs will do that fucking 
bullshit bitch thing they do where they put their whistle in their pocket. No matter what happens, you can leave early, you can hold players down for an unreasonable amount of time, you can give away 97-6 agains right after each other, and they will never blow a fucking penalty. Um, At that context of the game. Yeah, it, it is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So it was enjoyable to see it happen once. Um, if, oh, Look, it do, doesn't... Do and Titans let's even let's do? spend a fucking minute to actually... You know, yes, Titans fans, it does fucking suck that that it was against your team. You know? Yeah, but also it's, at the same time, like, kind it of fucking... Like, because whinging. I've seen them win games on from that same stuff. I know. But it's it's like whinging about getting busted speeding. You know? Well... It, yeah, right. It, yeah. You, you were going over the fucking speed limit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but there have been fucking heaps of times where people have gone 115 in a 100 zone and not got booked. Yep, cool. So in comparison, that does suck, but you were still going over the speed limit. Yeah. They're the lucky ones. You weren't lucky like those ones. Yeah. But you still did the thing. That's it. Bitch about still being Still did the thing. There. Exactly. But um, what do they do about, like, about Campbell with the Titans? Because obviously in attack, I mean, he's electrifying and he can fucking put stuff on out of nothing. Yeah. But in defense, particularly like goal line defense, you know, if he's the last line of defense is fullback, I mean, he does get bodied. 100% he does. Like, like absolutely. I mean, yeah, and I mean, he does. Trying to- uh, he still made a couple of fucking absolute try-saving tackles in this game. But yeah. more often than not, with a frame like that, I don't know. I think he's going to come off second best more often than not. Certainly puts more of an attempt one-on-one than the likes of Ponga and, and, and a few others. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's just, he's, he's, you know, look, at the end of the day, he comes from comes from stock that has a hell of a lot of heart and not a lot of size. So, yeah. And, and is, is that the thing? Is the play there? To, to say that, look, we, we love you and we want to have you involved in the attack. However, we can't have you as last line of defence. So you, you need to develop and become a six so that we can hide you in the middle and give you some fucking minders. Yeah, I don't know. You know it's, mm. um, it's a tough one because he's obviously got, you know, he has attacking ability. No question. Absolutely. But, um, but the, as, as far as overall benefit to the team. Yeah. Yeah. So let, Brimson let's say, is Brimson is less of a defensive liability and still brings his own attributes to attack. So yeah, he's, he's yeah. your guy at fullback. Yeah, Do you have to say, a, like, you know, a, a sort of equal or, you know, ballpark, mm. the same sort of offering? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, if, let's say you had a goal kicker who was 85% from the right side of the field and 30% from the left side of the field. Are they your first choice kicker? Or if a better one comes along, do you go, oh, fuck yeah, okay. They'll hit it from anywhere on the right side. However, there is one part of their game that is lacking. Mm. Yeah. You know? Anything else you want to say on that one? No. Nah. Tim, the Dolphins versus the team that we always beat. And that's truthful. <laughs> he can say that because they do always beat them. David, right call for the penalty. Atkins showing balls to make the call despite knowing it would end the game. Undefeated always against the Titans. Norts. Dressed like a seat day once again. Good game. Titans just played stupid football at the worst possible time. Stuart. 
Sometimes an effort in a losing team really stands out. Jaden Campbell had a blinder. Frankly, the biggest part of him is his balls. Bromwich absolutely snotted him with his head to the sternum on the try line. And even as he's headed to the ground to land on his ass, you can see him trying to get his hand around the ball. Yeah, he does have some fucking ticker. Liam, the Dolphins march into the eight, begins, fins up. Scott, as I said last week, my team are dead set stupid at time. But this fucking league also hates rugby league teams on the Gold Coast. I'm not sure oh, yeah. the conspiracy is that deep. They bring it on themselves. I mean, when they, you know, you would think that they could be uh... better supported. Yeah, I, and look, just back to what Mort said. I actually thought when I when I was watching the game, I mean, you could see there was like quite a lot of people in uh, on the ends of the field, and that's usually the indicator about crowds there at the Titans, because when there's when there's nobody, no tickets sold or nobody there, they just shut the ends off. And just force people on, you know, you on the, you know, on the member side or the or the main general side, and they don't usually have any. But I mean, I remember, unless I'm recalling it incorrectly, I thought there was enough people. There's quite a few people down the end, so that's usually to me is an indication that there's, you know, at least a, you know, nine thousand there mm. instead of the usual four. But, okay, so we didn't really talk about the origin last week, did we? It's coming up again tomorrow. I mean. Of course, no one fucking cares, but it's a rugby league podcast. We've got to see it through. Um, and uh, Galaxy Brain, we were having some chats to fucking Glennie before we went on air tonight, filling him in with the latest Freddie Fitland, Fitland news. <laughs> do you want to read? Do you want to recap us on the, on some of the some of the classic Freddie Fitlerisms that we've seen in the last oh. twenty four hours, there, stepdad? Well, the the entire. The entire Fitler fucking origin career or coaching career does seem to boil down to him overthinking absolutely everything. And I'm with a, with we are well possessed with under intelligence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also in possession of a side that for the first time in a fucking gener legitimately in a generation he should have been able to just say, I have the best players in the competition. I'm, I'm going to go out here and, and just get the fucking job done. And cast your mind back to, was, I think it was his first campaign, when all of a sudden, Daniel Tupu got recalled to the Origin Arena after fucking who knows how long, doing fuck all, being absolutely fucking terrible at club level. But I, was, it, was it Xavier Coates that Queensland had on the wing? Mm. And it was because, oh, fuck, he's tall and, and he scores a lot of tries from kicks. And I don't know whether it was fucking, you know, trying to trying to go back. Oh, Israel Folau used to do that and we had no one that could fucking combat it. But all, all of a sudden he starts to do things to combat Queensland again. Yeah. And it just seems to be this instantly fucking stupidly reactionary methods that he uses... It was the old throwback to like, oh, so, fucking Bo Scott can tackle, so we'll put him in the centres to fucking to yeah, stop that Greg Inglis. That, <laughs> you know, absolutely fucking stupid. So the, the first one was he was asked if, if he has a plan for Clint Gutherson. Right? So, <laughs> oh, um, no, but but in every, every other game, we've lost an outside back. And he can cover any position from one to six. Um, but no, there's no plan. I don't have a plan for him. So essentially, in, instead of going, well, hang on, let's look at 
some forwards who would be part of our fucking rotation anyway. And if the worst case scenario happens, they can cover a spot in the back line. And I probably won't ask them to cover positions one to six. I, I don't need someone to cover that. I don't I understand just need... why, if an outside back goes down, why you just wouldn't put your hooker out there. That's what everyone would do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, but, fuck. Uh, the, the second one was that the, when he's, he's rung the young fucking Tigers player, who was his club's only hope of any sort of positivity for the next foreseeable 50 seasons, and told wow. him... That he is not playing State of Origin tomorrow because I want to rest you. I'm resting you. There is a fucking year until no. the next game. No, no one's told Freddie that. He thinks it's best of seven. Well, don't be fucking stupid. The cunt can't count that high. He doesn't know what seven is. Oh, he has Absolutely no concept of it. Absolutely hilarious. The, the highest he's ever gotten to is five because every cunt keeps high-fiving him after he makes it and he thinks numbers stop after that. <laughs> Fucking dumb shit. It, the entire thing, and I'm trying to find somewhere. Have you got the team in front of you, Nate? I do. Read the what fucking team. That? Just read the fucking team list. New South Wales team, obviously. Okay, so Tedesco's still there. Toto's still there. Crichton and Bradman best in the centres. Addo Carr on the other wing. The halves are Cody Walker and Mitchell Moses. Uh, starting props are uh, Jakey Turbo and uh, RCG. Cook starts hooker. Liam Martin, uh, Keon Kalamatangi and Cameron Murray uh, through the back row. Bench, Isaiah Yo, Jacob Saifidi, Reese Robson, Clint Gutherson. 18th man, Scott Drinkwater. Like, fucking hell. Tell me you've stopped trying without telling me you've stopped trying. But just look at this series, right? So, game one. What should have happened at the end of game one was to go, fuck, we got some injuries to some key positions and we didn't handle those very fucking well. Oh, well, we also now have some other injuries. So let's look at the team we had for one because I thought they were fucking good enough. Oh, look, the seven that I picked for game one's injured in his club, and he can't play. Who else do Come I have? on, the squad. Who else do I have in the team? Hmm, hmm. Oh, the fucking Dally M winning seven from last year. Yeah. I picked him in game one. So now I'm, I, I don't have a seven, and I have another seven in my squad that I picked for game one. Move you here. However, after the fucking most atrocious game by any fullback in the history of fucking State of Origin, including that dumb fuck that let himself be thrown over the sideline by Gordon Tallis, Nico Hines is the only one that's paid a fucking price because of form. How the fuck does that make any sense? When he had 13 minutes, 11 minutes, 13 minutes? Yeah. I guess Hudson Young has, has paid eventually as well. But he took it, but I mean, he got to play two games of being shit. Exactly. Right? What did Nico get? Fuck all. Fucking six minutes or something. Yeah. You know, and as and, an outside back, and subsequently, as we have heard, has exactly the sort of temperament that you need for state of origin. Took all the responsibility on himself. Took yep. full and complete responsibility for shit that was not his fucking problem. And has got on with having excellent games at club level. Yeah. 
you know. How, however, Bradman Best is the fucking solution. Brad Bradman Best is the is the way forward. Um, well, the first thing, the first thing though, like just let's in, in the interest because I mean, we, you know, sometimes we get, we get caught up in things and we forget to forget to live the Dairy Queen life. In the interest of lighting candles, fuck Dairy Queen. Brad Fittler raped her. Oh. Wendy fucked her too. Exactly. No, but, <laughs> um, Bradman Best. Well, I'll, this, is what, this is what I'll say about him: is he was great in like you know the Junior Blues side in the Junior Blues sides, and in the press through the week for this game, has shown more like New South Wales sort of you know hate Queensland spirit than fucking anyone you know more than than probably. 15 players in the squad yep. this season already. Good. So I'll give him, I'll give him the, I mean, I feel like he's going to take his opportunity and give the best of what he could, you know, of his opportunity, make the best of his opportunity. Do I think he's, you know, up to it, always deserving at this particular time? No, I don't. Um, Look, I have no but, problem with Bradman best having a fucking run in the centers. I really fucking yeah. don't. However, it's the way that Freddie went about it. Yeah. Oh, he had a he had a fucking great game. Scored a lot of tries. Yep, he's in. Yeah, and you can and Newcastle fans will say, "Oh, he's had a fucking great season." But look, he's had a season where he hasn't been injured. That's 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 what he's had. Yeah. He's been he's been fine. To to you dumb. And fucks. then he had and then he had a wonderful game when they were fucking smashing against, against the fucking bottom dwelling team. Against uh, yeah, and against the, and against a kid that was like there to get fucked on uh, yeah. like a rookie, a rookie player and the player outside of him couldn't defend either. So they were in this position where there was this absolute um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon sized fucking road down the left hands, down left head, left edge, which allowed him to easily set up Brad and Wait, Best for well, hang a on. number so of this, tries. This also suits my fucking narrative. <clears throat> Was the Fatakai game against Manly before he played Origin? Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Well, there you go. The, the, yeah. you know, the cunt's got fucking form. Yeah. Like he has, yeah, he like Tal- Talakai literally got in because he played played a yeah. game during during COVID against the guy who had COVID the week before, <laughs> and came back. And thought, Gee, rugby league's not a very fucking cardio intensive game at all. I mean, I'm sure the ability to fucking breathe <laughs> isn't that important, or get and and, and yeah, or get fucking exhausted easily. Um, that that game was one of the most consequential games of the career of Morgan Harper and Talakai, both the opposite reasons. He got, yeah. he got un, unfairly fucking demonized for the rest of his life because of it. And the other one got fucking state of origin. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, neither of them, like Talakai has never been that good again. And Harper's never been that bad again. It's just like, it's just, it's just one, one of those fucking things. And, um, look, I don't think we'll ever get to see if Radjab's that bad again against like the likes of Fitzgibbon and Bradman Best because I think doggies have killed his career, especially with Sexy Boy coming in now as well. Yeah. We'll never hear from him again. So. Glenny, that's enough of a fucking rant from us. What's your take? Oh, look, as, as Nate said, no one really fucking cares. Um, but, you know, New South Wales are talking and, and Tedesco's come out and said, you know, we can't lose 3-0 and we have to... We have to get out there and and do whatever we need to do to to win the game, and that all sounds good. But they haven't picked a side that would indicate that they're serious about 
winning game three to save a bit of face and, and restore some pride in the you know in the jersey and um I I expect Queensland to win because if you look at their side there's consistency there's you know they're off the back of the series victory they're motivated to win three nil and and they look across the team list of the opposition they seem names like Moses Gutherson Walker um you know I I don't know that those guys. I think Jake Trebojevic is a is a big inclusion. Um, you know, which we, at least you know you've got a guy there that's going to give you everything he's got. Um, and a kind and of backbone it, of a team sort of guy, you know, yeah, which they probably 100%. haven't had. Um, I don't. I I, I rate Kalal Matangi. You know, you've got Yo coming off the bench. Where you know his ability to create, if if New South Wales could could get on top field position wise early and and be attacking in that sort of twenty thirty meter zone, he's he's lethal there with his. But you know he's lost his he's lost his combinations there, and and oh, it just the whole side doesn't make a great deal of sense, if I'm honest. I was wondering if Cameron well. Murray and Cody Walker can kind of get them, get you know, get something together. I guess that's what they're looking for, but you know, and Cook, you know, like yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Did you see so the photo of um, Did you see the photo of Cameron Murray and Did you see the photo of Cameron Murray and um, Kalama Tangi? No, it's pretty fucking wholesome. It's yeah, like okay. when they're like when they're like, these tiny little kids, like when they're about playing like under sevens or something, oh, wow. and like Kalama and Kalama Tangi's holding the trophy. You know, the, you know the, the shield that they just won, like, you know, the little kids' premiership or whatever. And then you've got Cameron Murray, like, standing next to him. These little kids have been playing that long together. Yeah, so that's kind of wholesome. That's so I hope cool. they go good. But, um, I guess, you know, they've gone from picking all the Penrith players to, to, to win them games to going down a south tangent now, I guess. But, um, but then, you know, they had the opportunity to pick Adam Reynolds and really cap it off and they still fucked it up yeah. Big Moses. and if they had and if they had have done that I would have given them far greater chance as yeah, well for sure because Reynolds is actually fucking informed informed player mm. Moses hasn't been killing it all season at all no you know he's come he's, you know what you know, Moses doesn't do is thrive under pressure you know what there's a yeah. fuck ton of at origin regardless yeah. of whether it's a dad rubber or not pressure yeah mm-hmm. it, it's it's been the case throughout his whole career absolute flake when it can't, when the pressure's on, when the pressure's at its highest, he's nowhere to be seen. Whether it be state of origin pressure or just the pressure of his club coach Ivan Cleary expecting him at training. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. you just can't handle that pressure. <laughs> but, so. but yeah, I think the sto- the story of the Fitlot era is going to be that he is is dumb, but he never he he, he never has a plan for a series. Not at all. He picks a bunch of players. And if that combination of plays doesn't work, then it's fucking scrap the <laughs> scrap a chunk of it yeah. and throw it out. Like just look at like the you know like Teddy's the captain; he's always going to be a constant in the side until he's not. But look at the the rotation through three games. But but we've I'm, had a I'm different sorry. starting different starting hooker in each game. Yeah, we've had two two sevens across three games, and we've had two sixes across three games. But what but what what the fuck does that mean? Does Teddy have to relinquish the captaincy, then play a season being shit, then move out of the side? 
Well, at, at, I think that's. I, I think it's that? a legacy thing with Teddy. You know, there's a hell of a lot of. They're, they're trying to help him save face, and and I yeah. think they they didn't. Want he to might drop pull him. the pin on his Origin career yeah, through next season or something. And, he will. Yeah. Yeah. And leave the, you know take put the decision out of their out of their hands and sort of save a bit of face. But obviously the injury to to Tom, the fact that Latrell's been out, there have been mitigating factors that haven't helped his cause. But with the with the squad that he that he has had and the players, and there's that been he available selections that he could have made yeah. the selections. You know there, sure. there are selections yeah. he could have made that would have you know like just the like the the whole losing or maybe not the losing but certainly the magnitude of the loss in game two was a hundred percent down to the fucking sticking Damien Cook out there. Yeah, exactly. Sure, it was injury-forced, but again, Cameron Murray played a fucking 2019 final series up to the fucking last semi-final yeah. mm. as centre. Yep. Like, fuck me. And like, and we just, we just fucking cunts that just watch fucking games. We don't, we don't live the fucking sport. We're not also, paid, listen, we're not paid we, handsomely to fucking... But let's not is that... understate what we bring to the game of rugby league. We, we Fuck all, host, but like, we, more we than Freddie. Host, <laughs> we host the longest running podcast in rugby league history. But is that, I mean, is that the yeah. issue then? We know shit. That Freddie doesn't have the right people around him to make those decisions and sell them to him because... Maybe, because Brandy gets pretty defensive about this, this sort of stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, Brandy fucking does. But what I'm Brandy's a little close to Fitler, if I'm honest. Hundred percent, yes. Hundred percent. Well, they won a fucking premiership together. Yeah, I know. Right. I just don't but, know if he's the guy that's going to have the hard conversations with Brad. Not Fittler. at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I, I think Brandy suffers from this as well. One area that I feel that the game has passed by a lot of the old heads is that it's. It's less now the game where you can get two sides out there and the underskilled, under-talented, under-experienced team with guts and heart can win after 80 minutes. That that was true in some instances a decade ago, but these, these days, it's just not. You can't put Damian Cook in the centres and just assume, well... Well, he's a footy player and he's got a blues jersey on. So the fucking passion he feels on the hatred for Queensland will fuel him to run when his legs are tired and to make tackles even though his lungs are fucking burning. We'll arm well, him with the absolute split-second defensive decisions that come naturally to someone that's played a lot of centre. Exactly, and that's <laughs> what it is. Because honestly, go back. Go back and watch a bunch of State of Origin games. And this came up on the show, I reckon, a couple of years ago. When like you know how pre-Origin they start run, replaying a bunch of the old classics, mm. you go and watch some old State of Origin games, and they were fucking woeful games of footy. They were horrid. There were fucking drops. the The combinations were shitty. It it looked exactly like it was a bunch of guys. Yeah, but the intensity, mate. Exactly. The intensity, mate. Exactly, and that. But that's what I'm saying. Freddie played Origin in that time. So did Brandy. So they, they just feel like, well, as soon as you put that Blues jersey on, you will you can guts your way to an effort. Well, yeah, cool. You have you have to have have more passion and you have to dive for the loose balls and you have to, you know, catch catch the passes that... No one was saying that Damien Cook lacked heart and guts 
when he was being being horribly beaten time and time again yeah, by exactly. experienced centers. You know, like no one was but, saying he didn't have the guts to make the tackle. He just wasn't in the right position and and have the uh, the, the necessary training and and planning and experience and build a callus for the as I say, the split-second defensive decisions that are unique to that position on the field that aren't the same as any other position on the field. Yep. Well, the fact he has to make decisions. I mean, when he's playing, when he's hooker and playing in the middle, Mm. he's just got a fucking big cunt running at him. Yeah. There's no real decision to make. Guy runs at you, fucking is bigger than you, tackle him. Yeah. Get up, do it again. Do I I I turn my head left or right? Yeah. Fucking hell. Um... Fitler needs to fucking go. And I'll tell you, the other thing I'll fucking kibosh right now is all of this bullshit talk about fucking Sam Burgess being the saviour of the Blues. Which Delightful. is the other the other thing that's gaining fucking Why traction. don't you bring all the Goonies back? Zero coaching experience. Fucking... Zero origin experience. De- 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 gen- degenerate and he's not fucking Australian. Z- zero not being a fucking druggy... But he's one of the boys, bro. He's one of the boys, oh. mate. Maybe you need to one stop selecting boys. coaches from the boys. You need to you need to just get like like we've said a thousand times through this series. There's only two things you need to do as the coach of the Origin side. You need to fucking get the selection table right, and you have to get the tactical little things through the through a game like the the the, the, the interchange right. Yeah, what a surprise! A coach needs to coach. Fuck me. Yeah. No, that's the thing. You don't. But All strategy, do... strategy, and planning is is a big part of no, coaching I'm, at I'm, that I'm, level. Yeah, no, but I'm, yeah, but I'm talking all, all literally running the interchange on the fucking mm. night. Yeah. As far as any any ex, extra strategy on top of that, you've you've won the selection table because you picked the best players in the best positions. Yeah. Like what was that and, thing last and, year? And, you're gonna, one... and you stay out of their fucking way and let them win. And then you get someone in there like a Laurie Nichols. Type for you know whatever that revs them up on the that gets some fucking breathing fire for the night. It's fucking difficult to get Laurie Nichols in there these days, but well, I mean, I said a Laurie Nichols type. Like I'm talking about like a just like a, a fucking a, a fucking brain dead a brain dead cheerleader that just that just fucking revs. Yeah, with no right. with Before no thought process. Before you said that, I was going to suggest that maybe a chat with the Big Diesel might get the Blues over the line. Perfect. <laughs> Except to, the big diesels of Queensland, Wumpers, a state trader Queensland. Sam Burgess. <laughs> I've never been more offended in anything you've said to me than I am right now. <laughs> I've <sighs> I've never had cocaine in my fucking life. How dare you? Is it possible that your mum has shagged to Wumba's Russell Crowe? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, and only because I don't want to imagine it. Um, fuck Brad Fittler as a, a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew. Right now, do you hear this um, business with um, the Bulldogs looking to make a, a massive, massive player getting Tino uh, Fasil Malawi in? Because Give him a pub, bro. Fucking. We well, could, well, could we did, we did speak about the we did did we last week did we speak about the situation where with Holbrook being sacked, David Fafita and Tino had uh, had clauses in their contracts that <laughs> if uh, that Holbrook was to go, then that would uh, re- yeah render their their contracts null and void. Null and void, and they'd become free agents. So with that in mind, the doggies apparently six clubs were trying to get Tino. A couple of t- a couple of clubs bailed out when they heard the doggies were involved because the doggies were going to offer him uh, a four million dollar contract, and I think he's Arthur Arthur Laundy, the fucking billionaire Laundy Hotels uh, 
owner was going to give him an ownership stake in a pub which would guarantee a 10 to 12% annual return to, to fucking fill up his coffers and make the contract irresistible and blow every other offer out of the uh, out of the water which is obviously clearly fails the arm's length test of third party agreements <laughs> given that Laundy is the major sponsor of the, of the fucking Bulldogs but um, yeah Gus has come out and said it was bullshit and uh, then and Rothfield then detailed the 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 calls he made and the people he spoke to including a 10 minute conversation with Arthur Laundy himself where he detailed everything he was going to do to give give Tino an ownership stake in a pub because and while also saying that the Bulldogs are in a shit position um, and they got to pay they got to pay overs to get the good players in and so this was part of a a plan to uh, yeah bring in a guy that they you know a piece that they they consider they need so uh so Gus has come out and said that's all that's all crap and I mean which he's got to say because I mean it is just like one of the most fucking blatant yeah attempts to cheat the salary cap uh, in broad daylight that we've maybe that we've ever seen because I mean every other every other bad attempt has been found in retrospect so the fact this has happened actually uh, in the yeah, you know, well in advance. Scott uh, Prince is still living in his free house. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Those are the days. Never yeah. forget GFC. Before the GFC. Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's interesting. Look, you know, I'll give him credit for trying. And third party agreements is such a fucking murky area. In it, it's um, look. Tell you what, if someone was looking to sign the big diesel, shares in a pub would fucking get it across the lawn, I'll be honest with you. It's fucking great. I think it's fucking awesome. But no, it's also want... against it's it also doesn't seem to be within the rules, which is you unfortunate. Share, shares in a truck stop. But what's the TPA? Yeah. What are the TPA rules it. around C grade to one but touch? You can get up to thirty percent. It's, it's open slather. Thirty percent on Bowser Seven. Anything yeah. more than Zupa Duper needs to be run through the fucking Look, someone association. Bought a, someone bought me a Kit Kat at the canteen. It was frowned upon. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! It, yeah. Yeah. It it does. I I do wonder why it isn't like like sport is elsewhere, where the sport goes. Cool. This is what we pay you. And you are free to now go and get any fucking sponsorship you like. Don't show your fucking NRL team jersey on it. You may, you may make zero dollars from you in your club jersey. However, go and sign whoever the fuck you want. You know, um, Australia probably has that culture where that would just turn into being fucking dodged anyway, and mm. and turning into bribery and brown paper bags regardless but yeah 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 it's um again fuck that it's such an easy rabbit hole to fall into the and it starts with shit like how players come up from juniors and how players sign contracts and all of this fucking dumb shit going on with the rlpa at the moment um the, the entire well, the, fucking landscape. The RLPA seem the, the RLPA seem to be a fairly fairly solid. I read through the, the the list of things that they've got, and not one of the things that 
is concerning, like asking for more money and stuff like that. It's um, it, you should you should go through and read the. I did. It tells you absolutely what the FAQs. I saw Christian Welsh put uh, I saw something on Twitter that he put out and I went and read that and it says, okay, so this is what was agreed formally and this is what the NRL is trying to change and this is why we don't want to change it or or whatever and, and here's the reason behind it and it's it explains it all very well about what the what the sticking points are. And I'll tell you what, what a... Something that no one has said this week is, gee, I missed all the fucking interviews with the players as they were coming off the field at half time and fucking and after after the game this week literally nothing and it's been and if you scroll through like the the uh the page on like you know on fox sports or whatever when you're looking for articles for the you know for the week it's incredible the amount of you can you can easily just skip the nrl 360 generated ones now because they're not even disguised as news because they really are just yeah hang on. you know i'm just looking now the Christian Welsh didn't post his own thing. He posted the RLPA press release, which is an FAQ of the CBA dispute. It tells you absolutely fucking nothing. It tells you every fucking sticking point and then why it's a sticking point. Unless no, I've read doesn't. something else. because It says, is this all about money? No, we have not asked for a single dollar more from the NRL since December 2022. And not detailing what they asked for, what was agreed, what the thing there. It's the same fucking dumb shit they put out the because week that's before. not a, because that's because that's not a sticking point. I mean, the media reporters are asking for more money. They say no, it's not. And what's, then they go what's through the issue with the season are. schedule? The but, season schedule is that the NRL want the um, want the ability to uh, add two more games at you know when they you know into yep. the season without consultation. Okay, so so here's the thing though: this would place a health and safety risk on players. So that the amount of games we have now has no health and safety risk on players, but adding it just because it's not what they want, it's what the NRL wants, that would present a health and safety risk. How how has that been decided? Well, I mean, pretty much every pro sport in the world is about you know, more games. You know, has more. I mean, it's, it was obvious more more minutes on the field is more it, it implies more risk. A hundred percent. However, these players are happy, but they're happy to play more games a la State of Origin and Test matches. Are they a health and safety risk? Oh, they get paid for those. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, it's also representative fucking honour as well. Yeah. So, okay, so that's the thing. There is a price that they will ignore the health and safety risk for. Yeah. Be, be that honours. See? This is that fucking dumb shit. The fact this is, is the these, are two games on, these, these are two games on top of that. And it's not the and it's not the and it's, I think it's more the ability of the NRL to add it, add games to the schedule without further consultation, rather than the adding of the games yeah. themselves. Yep. Then then there's the one that if the game loses a certain amount of money, the players lose money that they're not fucking happy with. Shock fucking. That horror. wasn't. That wasn't that was. I don't, that's you got to read that. That's that's not what that was about either. If the game loses also, more than ten million dollars in a single year, the NRL want players to share in that loss. Yeah, and this, but then also there's a, there's a flip side to that as well. You got to keep reading. You got to read the whole thing, and then come, I've and then re- I read it today because you're because you're because you 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 have a you have a mindset. No, I read it today. An I- anti-union mindset, just in life, and you try and and I feel like you're coming you're coming at this. No, I haven't. I have an anti-transparency mindset because I know exactly how this sort of fucking spin works. And the issue I have is that these fucking players are being led down a path. 
by a representative body that doesn't doesn't understand how to actually get what the players need across the line. And these poor fucking players have no option than to fall into line and follow suit. Now, fucking. I mean, this is this is, this is the thing. They the, the player the players have the ability to 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 uh, approve what they approve what the the their their own foundation their own players association is seeking or not, and they choose to back it. Oh, look, yeah. Again, this is the same RLPA who, and we know this firsthand, who said, oh, okay, cool, we're going to take a pay cut during COVID, right? And just for shits and giggles, let's say that's 10%. So everyone took a 10% pay cut. Then the NRL will reimburse you that 10% at a later date. So that 10% you're not getting now, they will give to you at a later date. We're essentially just deferring that payment during COVID. Yay, let's let the game go on. Then when they got that deferred payment, the RLPA took legal action and said, oh, no, that's not their usual wages. So agents and player managers, who mind you, I also think are shit cunts for the most part. So I'm not in the camp of the fucking Isaac Moses crew here. But oh well, all, well no, that's agents are cunts, that's not their usual fucking salary. So so don't give your agent their ten percent. That's the sort of fucking organisation we're talking about here. Like yeah, just it. Let, let's not pretend that there are any fucking good sides in this. Oh, there's no good size in it, but I mean, you gotta you gotta actually represent, but re- represent the actual statements correctly. And like in terms of like the financial reporting as well, they weren't talking about like not wanting to lose lose cash. They were talking about needing to get transparency for the financial documents so they can actually see the NRLs reporting the correct figures that base it on whether they lose cash or whether you know or whether you know there's profit share and all that sort of stuff. They're saying the NRL is not not opening the books for them to actually get an accurate figure on what, the, no, on what that no. is. They are saying the NRL are opening the books, but they want additional access to NRL banking records and the ability to audit. They want the proper, yeah, exactly. They want the proper financial reporting so they can actually be no, sure that they're the proper financial the, re- the proper financial reporting is, here are the financial reports that we've submitted to the tax office. You get exactly the same information as the tax office. They want the fucking net bank logons. They don't want to bank fucking log on. Essentially, that's what they're asking for. We we want bank statements and detailed transaction lists. We want the invoices out of your fucking myob. They like, want about the the, the the clause about the ten million dollars is if the NRL loses ten million more than ten million in a single year. Yep. And and that's a year in which the CBA is is a it takes effect, which is like twenty three to twenty seven. Yep. If they exceed their, if they exceed forecasts every year and lose ten million in one year, they want to be able to have enough enough financial information to show that the actually are they are sharing the losses fairly, and the NRL is jimming the figures across the four year period to fucking you know to pass loss onto you know these guys. So the NRL Instead, would would lose itself ten million just to spite the players a small no, percentage. No, but they of could. That. 
No, but I mean, if there was a way that they could fucking, if they way that they could move things around, and let me tell you, you know as well as I know, you can move things around to make hundred fucking percent you can any way you fucking wanted to. So if there's a loss to be, if there's a loss and it's and it's not more than ten million a year, but they can make a year more than ten million, so the losses can be shared instead of having to be. But eaten. again, this this is that fucking ignorant dumb shit that organisations like the RLPA come up with, you know. You've just said it perfectly. There are multiple ways that you can structure a set of financials depending upon mm-hmm. the completely legal and above board purpose that you're preparing those financials for. Let's say you're in a position where you need to uh, obtain a fucking $30 million line of credit for the sport for a fucking expansion exercise or whatever it is. Or mm. you know, you want, you want $200 million because you want a new team. Whatever the fuck you need. You would structure your financials a certain way in the years leading up to that to make your financials look favorable to a fucking bank. However, there are other ways you can structure your financials for favorable taxation situations. Like, does the RLPA then get to assess the decision-making of the league on why they did what they did? I don't think, I don't see that as something that's being asked about, no. Yeah, it's absolute fucking bullshit. This whole thing is posturing Honestly, I think the NRL are taking the better route here in just in not trying to get take the moral fucking high ground of oh, you know, all we want is what's fair. All all we want is this this this. Just no one fucking cares, honestly. People have enough fucking problems in their life with all the shit that's going on at the moment. If you're on their television running around in a fucking jersey on the weekend, they will gladly watch you and they will gladly fucking support you passionately if you're from the club that they love. But anything above and beyond that, it's people looking for a fucking issue to care about that get involved in this shit. Fuck Newton, fuck the RLPA, fuck the NRL, (laughs) fuck everything and can we just get on with football? Well, yeah. Hey, speaking just which, to be clear, this game's football, coming up this just, weekend. Just, just, just to be clear, football has not been affected one fucking iota. Exactly. So there is no football to get on with. It's happening. It hasn't stopped. It's, it's continuing unabated. What's happening is the journalists have lost their fucking action, so they have to actually do real reporting. It's which is I fucking think, hilarious. I think Phil Rothfield did the first fucking honest day's work in his life, chasing up this fucking Laundy Hotel story. The 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 funniest one I I loved was um the bit where they're talking about the international payments that being included. So the NRL are now saying, because we pay international player payments, we're including those in costs, right? So your profit share is profits minus, or sorry, is income minus costs, and that's the profit, right? So they're now including payments to international players as part of the costs. Um, and they've tried other things. So, oh, well, they're, they're not, um, or that means all NRL players would be paying for international payments effectively by reducing other benefits owed to them. It, yeah, you know. it's, it's all it's, it, this is that's another transparency thing. They're saying that they like they they haven't included all that stuff in the in their financial forecasts. So no, they're not so there's not include not not included in the forecasts. This if might not be this might be acceptable if the NRL included money from these matches in their financial forecast. It literally says it right there. No, 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 no. it's saying because it wasn't included previously. So this is you know, they're, they're 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 bargaining they're bargaining for a new fucking agreement and they and that's a term that they don't want to that's a sticky point that's a term that they don't want to change. 
It's a fucking negotiation. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think that's that's not that's not that's not bad against the fucking the the association. It's not bad against the NRL. It's a sticking point in the fucking negotiation. No, to me, the players look at that and they should go, "Oh, okay, yep, cool. That's a cost. Does that's a cost? Profit is income minus costs. In, payments to international players are legitimate costs. You can't pick and choose what fucking costs you want." Oh, that's you never can, been a cost if they before. didn't apply last time, and you're and you're you're and you're negotiating a new agreement, and that's a term in the new agreement that wasn't in the last one. You don't want it to come into the new one, then that becomes a sticking point in the new agreement that you don't. Oh, have, yeah, hundred percent. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to. Lo- that, that, that's right, the thing. They don't have, off. Yeah, they they don't have to fucking. <laughs> that's the point. They don't. They then I want it. They they no, don't so, want it. It's a fucking but negotiation. This then, this then comes back to that being disingenuous part. We're not asking about money. This isn't about money. It's exactly what it's about. They want to give they're you saying, less money, and you want, saying, and you want more asking, money. They're not asking for more money. They're asking for fucking. They're they're, they're asking for cost to not be introduced that previously weren't there. Hundred percent on their in their piece of the pie. Yep, that's it. But it is about money. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, that's one point. That's one point out of ten. There's other ones about fucking. You know the this ridiculous shit about like you know players' okay. health information and there's like there's a fucking there's a dozen things there. Okay, okay, comrade. Oh, get your pickets. Let's go. Friday, APM. Let's circle. Newcastle take on the West Tigers. <laughs> Let's move the fuck on. <laughs> yes, it's been very. I, I believe we could probably go back to a like. I don't give a fuck. I've never worked in a union governed fucking industry in my life, and I never will. It's never going to affect me ever. Have you got an RLPA at Toowoomba C grade, Glennie? Do you want to <laughs> no, start? Do you want to pretty... do you want to start one? No. Let's fucking go. The big diesel and the cabooses. <laughs> vodka fucking lime, vodka, vodka lime, vodka lime and sodas. Fucking, yeah. Fucking the lime should not be a three, cost. The lime three, three should be an incidental. <laughs> yeah, but I can fucking union. I've literally never worked in a in a union government thing. But I know for, I know that we could also go back through past episodes where you literally where I could literally get a fucking Glennie free episode from the past with, with stepdad. I can get the soundbite where he's just like fuck unions, fuck hundred <laughs> percent for fucking ten minutes straight. hundred percent. They are not in it to benefit their fucking members. They are in it to benefit the union. And as long as you can accept anything that comes from a union with the understanding that they are there for their fucking benefit, then by all means. But don't be fucking disillusioned. Just love, like the fucking corporations. They're going to they're gonna love that one. <laughs> and uh, I, don't, I don't want to fucking hear it. Just just send them directly to stepdad for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> Friday night, the Knights take on the Tigers. Do not fucking pollute my Facebook group with this shit. Just send them straight to Biz- him for fuck's sake. Business thiscommieinleague.com. Oh god! Please stop! <laughs> oh fuck! The Knights take on the West Tigers in, uh, in Newcastle. We uh, what have we got? Step mum, surely. <laughs> Twala's out. Gagai's in. Uh, Saifidi goes to the bench, uh, resting up from Origin, no doubt. Daniel Saifidi moves to the front row. Tiger side. Um, De Silva's out. Um, Atasi James is out. Appy Coruscant back already, and Alex Twiles back from suspension. Simkin moves to the bench from hooker. Glenny. This start. is one you fucking need if you're any hope of avoiding a spoon. Look, Appy's back. We're good. It's enough to beat the fucking Knights. It's Newcastle. We're you're good. saying it very dismissively, Glenny. I have to say. Well, fuck the Knights, really. The Knights are like a union. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, they're not. Oh, Glenny. No, they're not. They're, they're a bunch of poor fucking, you know, blue-collar workers. Coal workers, coal miners. Yeah. Oh, that actually fuck. get in and do the fucking hard graft and put in all the actual fucking work. Oh, I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> now Glenny's been now, now Glenny's been worked into a situation where he's going to have to deal with the fucking MIU fucking shutting him down. <laughs> 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 fucking bring it. I hope he's silenced. Um, look, yeah. an improved showing last week against the Sharks whilst um, still not getting the job done or even being close to doing so. Um, I think we beat the Knights. Jareen Buller. I think uh, he's been a shining light despite how the Tigers have gone in recent times. Um, Appy's a big in. I think the team will be buoyed by that. And uh, So you I think, think we'll that, that not playing for the Tigers for a couple of weeks will give Appy some motivation to want to play for the Tigers? Well, he's a consummate professional. Who can forget um, that interview? <laughs> at the end of last year before he went to the Tigers <laughs> I can I can I've tried very hard to forget it um, look the Tigers against any team containing Kurt Mann are a sure thing so put your, put your fucking house on the Tigers yeah no I won't the Knights are going to win easily fuck you Doggies take on the Broncos the Belmore Bronchies, uh, the, the, sorry, the, the Bulldogs. The Bronchies. The Bronchies. The, the Bronco Donkeys. I was talking about the Bulldogs anyway, so I was even fucking doubly mystifying. Um, Addo Carr back in from uh, from Origin. Corey Waddell back in from wherever fucking paddock he was. Um, Kraz goes to centre from wing. Ram Fatal and Manorina goes to front row. The Broncos side. Payne Haas is out. Pat Carrigan out. Capewell comes in. Jesse Arthurs comes in. Broncos by how many? Yeah, look, I think everyone felt warm and fuzzy at the Bulldogs after last week's win. I think they'll be brought fairly heavily back down to earth. The Broncos will be looking to... You know, every everyone would look at what happened with the Broncos last year and, and think that maybe, you know, they, they might be heading down a similar path now that Origins have done and um, they'll be wanting to make sure that They've got the hands on the wheel, and, and Adam Reynolds will be central to that, and I think the Bulldogs are a perfect opponent for them to, to take those steps forward, um, you know, to, to close out the season. So Broncos by plenty. Yep. So, Doggies fans, make sure you get out to Belmore to watch uh, Josh Reynolds' last game uh, in Reggie's and then go home. Before he aborts <laughs> his career. Ooh. Oh, I mean... It's not so much that you know, he's a career he aborted. I mean, you know, you, you know if, we, if, we, if we're following your your analogy there, Glennie, you'd actually say he never actually had a career after all. Well, he did play for the Tigers. Some slut just made it up. Oh! <laughs> hey, but well, don't, or fuck that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's fucking low-life piece of shit. <laughs> did, she, did she ever get any sort of comeuppance, or, or is she still out did, there did she, did, did she or did she not go into boxing or something? Oh, my am I fucking, fucking making that up? Against Josh Reynolds? No, no, that's that's how it all blew up, though. Remember? Fucking <laughs> apparently, yeah, allegedly gave it the business, but the problem is the case was damaged because she lied about literally fucking everything, which is is a quality that you generally don't want in a witness. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Broncos easily. 
and um, the stepdaddies look up. I mean, Bella something, Arabella something, wasn't it? I can't remember. That, oh, was it Arabella de Busco or something? Wasn't there like Monument- that? Like there was like an expose or something on sixty Minutes about her, and she, like she'd lied about everything like her whole life. Yeah, yeah, her. and like there were people coming, you know, from her from her past, like. Uh, Oh, look, I, I type into Google, and then the third thing is Arabella de Busso boxing. There X-Wag. Oh, so, okay. Oh, reality TV star makes boxing debut in a G-string is the headline. Okay. <laughs> now you got Nate's attention. You, you, had, you had my interest, but now you have my attention. <laughs> um, she beat someone called Little Kimchi in, back in May. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In like as in the full about... word, the full word little or L I L. No, L I L K Y M C H I I. I bet she's a rapper. She'd have to be <sighs> like that, right? Fucking hell! This is getting better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to deviate from the rugby league talk, Glenny, but I mean, found something interesting here <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> uh, All I remember is that. Fish- Go for it. What the fuck is this? Yeah, all, all threw I remember a raw fish was... at her. Oh my god! The miss, the undercard of Misfits Boxing. Huh? There you go. She was carried down. Oh my god! She had like a Prince Nassim entrance, like carried down in a to the ring in a on a throne. Fuck me. Like Tyson, like like Fury did. She, she, like... she doesn't like doesn't like attention. <clears throat> She fights under the name Little Belzy. Oh God! This is this is the absolute level of redactedness to this entire fucking scenario is great. Anyway, I'm gonna go and look at that later because I've got to be sure that I'm not just fucking making it all up. Now, what? mighty manly Siebes Eagles. Sorry, go ahead, stepdad. You had a uh, question about this? Yeah, no, I just legitimate. All, all I remember was that, like she was legitimately outed as like yeah so you've made up all this shit and you're just like the worst sort of fucking person yeah and they try and they and they I'm sure they like they brought all these like you know, exes and everything yeah and she's done the same sort of thing like ballparked all of them and she's just like legit looked at it and smiled and then the next week was on a fucking reality TV show yes I believe yeah. so so they should yeah. ask her to fucking run the RLPA oh. <laughs> Uh, the mighty Manly Seeds Eagles take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Brookie uh, Manly side. Um, Dean Madison is making his debut on the bench in 14. Um, he's been fucking killing it for Blacktown, who've been having a, a decent season, probably the first good season in the history of the fucking franchise down there. And um, interested to see how Maddo goes. Um, other than that... No changes to the side that fucking absolutely fucking smashed the Roosters. The uh, Cowboys, no changes also. Obviously, both of these games, are gonna, both of these teams are going to be highly dependent upon, you know, how players back up from origin um, with the Cowboys, I think, having, you know, more guys in there. But uh, like daily, he'll fucking, he'll back up unless he literally gets injured and Jake should be all right as well. I mean, they're usually, as far as backing up is concerned, two more reliable players at Brookie. Cowboys getting smashed by Seagulls and uh, they march into the eight. This is a big fucking, this is, this, is a, this is a big game in the context of like final season in the eight. Cowboys, Cowboys are favourites away from home. It's because they've had some, you know, they had some fake form recently. They put the 70 burger on you and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's eye catching no matter what. 
Yeah, like 74. 74 nil is a great fucking win. I mean, when you look at it on a piece of paper. I mean, then you then you watch the game and you go, well, yeah, I mean, look, obviously, it was like, you know. It was the Tigers. It was always Tigers, for God's sake. Of course it was. <laughs> Should have been 94. Disappointing. Oh, that's unfortunate. They say things um, like that. Should have been 100. I think this would be a tough game, but I think the Cowboys might just win a close one. Well, certainly we'll see what if the Cowboys, like how close to being like, you know, last year's Cowboys that they actually mm. are though. I mean, because they have, they have shown signs of, um, you know, more, you know, increased toughness over their first, you know, what, third of the season where they sort of incrementally got better. But um, through the origin period, it seems to be when they've kind of picked it up a bit actually. But uh, we'll see how, how much that's, you know, real sort of form. I saw, I worry I worry about their manly attack a little bit still without Tommy there, but um you know, the more games they get, the more games together in the configuration they are, the better. And uh the one it, thing that the Cowboys haven't picked up as well is the defensive side of things. I mean, like that tie, that Tigers game was an outlier. And I mean they've been having some shootouts. And letting a lot of points in, so yeah, the, the, there's what's a, gonna come down to. a couple of games this week. Um, the the Knights game and and also this one, where I think that I want to say bounce back, but the the after Origin hangover, whether it's a, a mm. good one or a bad one for a couple of players, might might dictate the way they go. Yeah. And for for the Cowboys, you know, Val's going to come back in and just keep being Val. Yep, like he he has slow start to the season. But is in great form now, and I think guys like Drinkwater, how they come back from their first Origin experience, may have a lot to do with how the cows perform this week. If you back, I think up. the I, so. I think the only the only problem with backing up this week is probably going to be in the next game. I think, but judging judging on judging on form, but uh, yeah, mainly at home all day. The Roosters take on the Storms at the SCG. So this will be another one of those uh, women's uh, soccer World Cup affected encounters. No, they probably got uh, they've got uh, Allianz booked in. So the Roosters side: Corey Allen's out, uh, Junior Parker's out, Drew Hutchinson out, Terrell May, uh, Billy Smith, Joseph Swali'i, Brandon Smith returns, Egan Butcher back as well. The Storm side: uh, Tarek Sims goes from front row to bench. Tui Kamikamika goes bench to front row. That's it, and I, I would imagine they'd be sweating on uh, how much piss Cam Munster drinks <laughs> after the Origin game, but otherwise, fairly, I think they'd be probably fairly low on concerns there as well. Um, look, I think obviously Storm. I mean, the Roosters did turn things around somewhat last yeah, week, but but just but just having like monster fucking games from their forwards. And dominating territory along the ground, and the fact that 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 just daily kicking Manly out of trouble for fucking sixty minutes until they got on top was enough to roll them. Mm. You know, it's kind of it's kind of telling. Obviously, they'd be boosted by the inclusion of Brandon Smith. You would think. I mean, you know, he, him versus Jake Turpin as an option for nine. Mm. You would assume well, that there's yeah. improvement in the side there. I think Munster yeah. got his got his drinks on after game two. I think he'll um, he'll back up. Last man and, standing from all reports. Yeah, I, um, which doesn't surprise me to be honest. No. I, I, no. I don't I don't rate the Roosters at all. I think the Storm will blow them off the park. Yeah, hundred percent. 
there's going to be something about you know Brandon Smith, old club, yeah. Um, but I'm not sure he's the player who's going to come come straight back. You know, he's, he's had a lot of time out. I'm not sure Melbourne are going to cop him at his best. As I say, they'd be very, you'd be very, very disappointed with the the amount of money they paid and, the and what they got and what they got and what they got out of him. Yeah, it's no. It's. I mean, I don't think it's one of these situations where you go, oh yeah, that's like a, you know, like worst signing kind of territory. Yeah. But it's very disappointing signing, though. Almost like there was an organisation called the Brandon Smith Shopper, where it went around and purchased items on behalf of its members, and uh, unbeknownst to its members, charged a fucking fee that was added on to the price of these items that the member paid for without fucking knowing it. Wouldn't that fucking suck if that happened blatantly? Um, <laughs> Melbourne by fucking 30. 30, all right. The Warriors take on the Sharks over in uh, Inzid. Warriors side, Bunny Fire out, Josh Curran comes in after sitting out his time to let the heat die down from headbutting that kid in Port Macquarie or wherever it was. Um, Mitch Barnett goes from second row to front row. Uh, the Sharky side, no changes. Warriors, at this stage, slid a little bit, but at this stage in the eight. So that tells me, as a scholar, that the Warriors are winning. Clamped. Mm. Uh, tied in the betting, this one. Sharks, very, very slight favourites over the Warriors. Yeah, third, the sixth, very evenly placed. Um, this is one of those tests for the Warriors as they continue along, you know, what what's proving to be a, a breakout season for them as an organisation and, and certainly a, a, a crowning moment for, for Webster's coaching credentials. I, um, I really think it's... It, it's it's really important for both sides. I think it's important for the Warriors to to solidify their credentials. Um, and you know, for all anyone's saying about the Sharks, they need to beat the better the the better teams. Warriors are definitely a team that's in the eight. Um, the Sharks can try and do you know go some way to getting that monkey off their back. Yeah. I am going to tip the Warriors. Though. More, more oh, just to, but just to be clear, it's not just to be clear. It's not something that people are saying. It's actual the results of yeah. rugby league games. No, yeah, I get it. I get it. So, yeah, Warriors easily. Oof, there you go. I, easily, I'm telling you. The more you put on, the more you get back. I think, and just to go back to to an old faithful floor and ceiling. I still think the Warriors' floor is well below the Sharks. Agreed. The sharks, the sharks are unpolished. Um, they're young. They play on energy. They they don't have a lot of structure, which means they don't have a lot of stuff to fall back on when when things are tough. Um, but I'm going to tip the sharks here. No love for the sharks. Warriors all day. Dolphins versus the Panthers at Redcliffe Ko Stadium. Um, Val Meninga's out. Josh Kerr. He's out also. Uh, the Hammer comes back in uh, with Felice Kafusi. Panther side, uh, Zach Hoskins out. Tyrone Peachy's out. Sonny Luke comes back and Jamin Salmon. Interesting. We've established it. Even though it's just down the road, Stepdad's not going to this one. No, can't make it this weekend due to work. 
Fucking hell. Because yeah. same guy that fucking smashed me for not driving three hours to watch the fucking Tigers. But hey, whatever. You can't Man. drive 45 seconds. Last year. Uh, well, no, when all the games are being played at fucking Redcliffe. And every time the Tigers, Tigers play on the game. Hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. You, you, you came to a game at Redcliffe with me? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I went to yeah. several, several Redcliffe games. It doesn't stop the fucking I never fucking tight... smash you for not driving, oh, Glenny. I'm well no. aware of you. <laughs> I am well aware of your limitations and what a terrible fucking driver you are. <laughs> I would not wish that on anyone. <laughs> you are you are on one tonight. I can, you haven't applied your cream. You haven't taken your pills. And we're bearing the brunt of your fucking trauma. I, I remember. Quite frankly, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I, I remember there was that video of you on the internet with the guy kept calling you auntie when you were trying to park your car. <laughs> That's a fucking deep internet cut. Only true OGs will remember that one. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Panthers by a million. Panthers by a million. 100%. Sorry, Dolphins. I'm, I've been fucking part of your good, good vibe story all season. Again, they're right in the blowhole this um, weekend. But as we've established, Brad Fittler has absolutely killed Dairy Queen. So fuck you and anything that you've stood for this season. Go back yeah, to not for me. fucking Q Cup. <laughs> the Eels take on the Titans at our Comeback Stadium. Lume Lume for the Eels is out. Ogden out. Um, Dislocated out. eyeball, apparently. Gutherson, <laughs> Moses, and uh, RCG back in. Um, Titans. Jolif, Stimson, Isaac, Vasil Malawi, and uh, Jacob Alica out. Brimson, Fodawaka, Tino, and David Fafida back in. Jaden Campbell goes to the bench and Chris Randall to the bench. Look, I think the Eels are going to uh, do a fucking job on the Titans, frankly. They're going to be so... Gutho and Moses are going to be so cranky about their failure in the pressure cooker environment of state of origin football, even in a dead rubber where there's no pressure. <laughs> Pressure cooker environment where there's no pressure. Yeah, it's like you know when you don't clip the thing, and and so <laughs> and they're going to come the back and they want to where you leave the lid off. And they're going to and they're going to want to take it out. It's the like, like, they're going to have origin. They're going to have a they're going to have a bad they're going to they're going to have a bad day at work on Wednesday, and they're going to come home on Sunday and kick the fucking dog. Playing the dog this week with the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> oh. Fuck the Eels. I'm going the Titans in an upset. Oh, look. I'd love to see it. Gear and foreign revenge game. Oh, imagine. <laughs> Does his career at the Eels even count, qualify him for taking revenge? I mean, it should be a fucking Parramatta Eels revenge game on him and trying to extract every cent that he, he played, fucking got out of He played four games and a million poker machines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, look, the Eels heavy favourites this game. I can't see, I can't see a way for them to lose. I mean, even when they're affected by Origin, they said they they tend to have a base level if they've got one of their constants in their side, like like Clint Gutherson. Because man, he can fail, he can fail at Origin level, and he can even fail at NRL level a lot. But something about his presence there, it does make the the players around him less shit. If that's a, if, uh, I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't want to go over the top with the way I explain this. Just less shit. The difference between forty six ten against the, the Warriors 
to yeah. like you know turning that around to like a you mm. know twenty eight ten win on the Titans. Mm. Makes his teammates and, better, you say? Yeah, and I mean even when he's shit and drops it and, and sucking all the time, he doesn't have to be good to do that. But just something, just being around him makes them feel better and perform a little bit better, just a little bit. I can't explain it. Science can't explain it, honestly. God knows it's tried. <laughs> to no avail. Also, the Titans pack is going to be, be on the piss for a couple of nights as well, by and large. So I do wonder about the backing up ability and the minutes. And I think if those guys aren't there, they're fucked. Scientifically speaking. Okay. Titans Raiders, Raiders, Dragons, Rabbitohs, bye. So this, as we go into this round, Tigers and Dragons are tied on the table, I think, for points. And uh, is this, this will be the Dragons' last bye. So Tigers really need... This is one Hang of on. these games where what I think it, it's... Um, yeah, so uh, as of this weekend, or as of right now, the Dragons have played 17, the Tigers have played 16. Yep. So that's, yeah, so so this this weekend, these three that get the bye this weekend, that'll, that'll bring the Dragons up to the Tigers level in terms of buys, so they'll have that one more win there. So the Tigers, this is a game this week, and against the Knights as well. Yeah. This is one of your more winnable games, Glenny, on the run home. So they're all winnable in the fact that they are participating in a two-horse race. Yeah, I don't think that makes them as winnable as you think. I mean, you did beat the Panthers, though. I mean, so you do have a point, Glenny. Fair point. I'll I'll take that. You have the Dragons next week. Next next week is the battle for the spoon. Look, That's a spoon. That's I've, spoon of Palooza. Listen, I've told you. I've told everyone. When's that? We're game campaigning everyone that one, that right? Will listen. Um, Fuck. I, that reminds me. It's I still owe Thursday. Shane Cash a six-pack. Drag, Dragons, Tigers, Thursday. Oh, oh. Stop it. Yeah. We're going to have to fucking game companion that one next week, I'm afraid. We do. We really we just, do. We have to. Spoon Palooza has got to be done. I'll fucking do this one. I'll do this one with you too if you want. Uh, when are we playing? Thursday. Thursday. So it'll be late Thursday. I'll tell, right? I'll tell you what. I've just fucking thrown together a quick ladder predictor oh, as, I, as I like to do I fucking like it. I, I would prefer to hear you talk about unions than the ladder predictor that's how no. much I fucking hate hearing you talk about the ladder predictor the ladder predictor is it just because the Tigers are at the bottom of it the ladder predictor gives me a fair and equal benefit for the effort I put into it <laughs> so I click buttons it gives me the outcome <laughs> the, so the Tigers the way I have it going, and I've given you wins where I think you'll win games. Which is none. No? Oh, maybe, but... If you haven't got us beating the Dragons, you're fucking dead to me. No, I've got you beating the Dragons. Um, I've got you beating the Dragons. I've got you losing to the Rabbits. Um, I have you losing to the Raiders. That could be a, that could be a boil over Tigers win or a loss by 60. That's it. You just never can I, tell. I have you losing to the Warriors. That's I have fair. you losing to the Dolphins. I think that's a win. That's potentially winnable for the Tigers. Um, the Dolphins. I, yeah, if the I mean, because if the Dolphins get, you know, if they get fucked on a couple of times in a row, the Dolphins by that stage will be firmly playing for a spot in the eight. 
I don't. I, th- I don't. I think they'll be. So, I think they'll be mathematical at best at that point because they're not winning. They're, they're not going to win too many games in between now and then. Uh, I don't um, think. I've got you losing to the Roosters. That could you could boil that over too. So the way my ladder predictor works out, um, going into if you if you lose your last game of the season, you will finish seventeenth. Oh. And if you Unlike. win your last game of the season, you will finish 16th and hand 27. the Dragons the spoon. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But differential is like a big difference at this point. So you got you got to rely on the differential of the Dragons to continue to blow the, the, out. To Let's be honest, the right? Dragons, I've said it before, the Dragons will not win another game well, this season. Well, let's say, really? so differential at this stage, Dragons are minus 221, Tigers are minus 227. Oh, is that close? Yeah. Really? Well, all, all oh, of... I- all I've done is put in that you well the predictor does it for you. It's 12, 12 points each game. Oh, I'm, okay. not, I'm not right. fucking around guessing scores. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. you play Manly last round. Yeah, at Brookie too. So you need to beat Manly oh. to avoid the spoon. Oh, it's fucking. Provided all this other stuff goes your way as well. <laughs> oh, I'm guaranteed, bro. I, I have, hope. And so I haven't I got the dragons with him anymore it. either. I hope it comes down to that, Glenn. Can you imagine he, the game companion for that one? Yeah, and also, and the thing is, I can say with unless Manly are playing to get in the eight in that game as well. Uh, no, if Manly, Manly are tenth on the ladder. If Manly, if Manly aren't playing are playing to get in the eight with that with a win against the Tigers, I truly don't give a fuck which way it goes, because if you avoid the spoon, that's that's a win for me. If you get the spoon because of Manly, that's also a win for me. I'll take either. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy immensely. <laughs> See, that's that's. There you go. You've just you've reinstated given, Dairy Queen. You've given Dairy make Queen a wish week, fucking make a wish week. Make a wish weekend. Fucking round twenty six. Was <laughs> <laughs> <it> round twenty six? <laughs> oh, I look forward to it. Can't wait. <laughs> I think that we're done. I think we're done too. Fuck yeah. Fucking hell, that was a long episode for an express episode. Unless you guys want to continue talking about unions or whatever, it'd be fucking great. I didn't give a fuck about unions. I was just trying to wind this guy up because I know he fucking gets going. <laughs> well, look, you know, all, all I'll say is we're, we're not called fucking this week in union. No. Nothing, nothing good with that word has ever fucking happened. <laughs> this week this, this week in fucking commies. Yeah. How good? I know the drill. You, know? I just, you just got to fucking just wind up the red menace a little bit and then let fucking stepdad work. Who, who said? I'll throw some fucking throw some red fucking ingredients in the talks, pot and let him stir about, it. Who talks about this blessed union? Fucking priests. We've already been over what they bring to the table this week. Nothing good happens with that word involved. <laughs> Once again, yes. sorry for bringing it up. Wallabies you know, and pedos. Is- that is full time on episode whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> the animals and the sporting entities. <laughs> on that note, we'll, uh, you know, this is league.com. You know what to do. See you next week. See ya. <laughs>
Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.